This podcast episode is sponsored by the Seasonal Recipe Bundle, an exciting offer I've put together for you in 2022. It's all about knowing what foods are in season and having simple recipes that help guide you into each season feeling fantastic and inspired. Each bundle is a mix of breakfast, lunch, dinner, veggie side, and snack recipes that are simple, healthy, and super delicious. Subscribe today by clicking on the link in episode notes or on foodiewithalife.com in the shop. And thanks. Hey, what's up? Okay, so today is all about tips for when you get into a cooking rut and how to get out of it. So um, I tend to find that recipes uh, are something that people get into their toolbox. So that means that um, they can easily make something either from memory or just quickly glancing at a recipe, which is great. Everybody needs those. Um, but you know, once they're in your toolbox, and if you don't have a really, I'm going to say like varied toolbox, then you can get into a cooking rut, which everybody does. Um, and you kind of cook those recipes to death. Today, we're going to talk about getting out of a cooking rut. We're going to talk about venturing into new cultures that you don't have much culinary experience with. And it, that might mean that you love Indian food and going to Indian restaurants, which I do, but haven't cooked Indian food a lot. And there's a lot of nuances to every culture's um, cuisine. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I'm going to give you three cookbooks that I think everyone should have at their fingertips. I'm just going to preface by saying, oh my gosh, I have a lot of cookbooks because I love them. It's a really, they're a really good way to deepen your knowledge of cooking. And I would love to hear from you of what cookbooks you think are absolute must-haves. Um, so you can send me a voicemail at the bottom of this episode, or you can find me on social and at Foodie with a Life and tell me what cookbooks you think are the absolute must-haves on your shelf. So let's talk about cooking the same recipes over and over. So, so like I said, these are toolbox recipes, which are an absolute must um, and very necessary to have. What I do with menu plan clients is teach them how to expand their culinary toolbox while learning a framework to menu plan long into the future. So the thing about toolbox recipes are that they should be seasonal. So whether you realize it or not, certain dishes just are not going to feel or taste as good at every point throughout the year. So, I mean, just something really simple, like if you have a great hearty beef and barley stew that you love, it's not going to sound good in summer. I mean, that's an obvious, right? But also, you know, some things like a heavier pasta dish, again, might not sound good in summer, but then those really like beautiful, light, lighter summer salads that you enjoy are like, you know, light grilled meats and broiled asparagus. It's not right in the winter because asparagus isn't in season in a lot of most places. Um, and it's just kind of doesn't have like that hearty earthiness that you might not even realize you're craving. So something to think about for that, um, toolbox recipes should be seasonal. So um, I also offer cooking classes, both in person and virtually, um, and they are always centered around 
building out a culinary toolbox that is seasonal. So anyways, all that to say, um, there's three places that I can recommend of kind of how, kind of where to start with building out more toolbox recipes. So like I said, the first one is cookbooks, which I love. Um, and I have three cookbooks I love, as I said, that, uh, that I think everyone should have on their shelf. And I'll tell you those at the end of the episode. The second one uh, are cooking magazines. So even if you don't cook a recipe from the magazine exactly, at least gets the wheels in your brain turning of going, oh, it's May. I should be thinking about apricots and stone fruit and asparagus and that kind of stuff. So it's just great to kind of get out of your own routine. Um, the cooking magazines I really like and I think that are um, pretty approachable are Bon Appetit, Cooks Illustrated. They like go super deep in topics, which is kind of fun. And especially if you feel like you want to learn some techniques, I think Cooks Illustrated is great. And then Food and Wine is great. And obviously they have a big emphasis on wine. So um, if you have a big uh, interest in wine, that's kind of a fun one too. I think the food and wine, though, the recipes can tend to be a little bit more complicated, um, but not always. Okay, and then websites. Some of the websites I love, I love Smitten Kitchen. I love The Kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-N. Uh, 101 cookbooks, great recipes there. These are all of my, like, just go-to websites when I'm looking for a specific idea or dinner ingredient or something like that. I'll just kind of go there and start searching around and see what looks good. Um, and then the last one is the Spruce Eats. Um, the Spruce Eats also gets really deep into kind of some specific preparation of things. So if I want to like make the jammiest egg and do it a different way than I usually do, then I would like probably start at the Spruce Eats or I would start at Cook's Illustrated website just because they get so deep on specific topics. Okay, so the next thing is how to expand into new cultures. So for example, like I'll, I'll speak for myself. So my kind of comfort food, I'm going to say, no, not really comfort food. So like where I feel the most comfortable cooking is probably um, Italian, like new American, I typically like American food now is not what it used to be. <laughs> so I, you know, even probably five years ago, I would probably said that I was not amped about American food, but American food has gotten really interesting. Um, so, you know, like where, where is a easy place for me to work from is like Italian, Greek, Spanish, new American. I have tried to make Chinese food. I've tried to make um, Vietnamese. I've gotten a little bit better at Vietnamese, but it's just tricky. I mean, every culture has just such a varied layer ritual around cooking certain dishes. And sometimes it's like the wildly well-seasoned wok and really you know, specific fish sauce and that kind of stuff that makes the pad thai so good, you know, or makes like whatever dish you're trying to do. There's just these like really nuanced things that are a part of every cuisine that 
like that's hard sometimes hard to recreate at home and it's certainly i think hard to recreate everything at home okay so give yourself a break if you're like you know hey i've kind of mastered french i feel really good making french food but indian food is really tricky like yeah totally um, so something I like to do when I'm looking for an, to cook a new cuisine or like just kind of dip my toe into it, um, first of all, is going out to eat at a good restaurant of that cuisine. So you kind of have the flavors and um, spices like in your brain. And then you can always ask for recipes when, when you're at restaurants, which is kind of fun. Some people will give it to you and some people won't. Uh, but I think more times than not, people are always flattered that you would ask. And it's kind of nice to have that five-minute friend connection. I mean, don't we all miss that, <laughs> especially right now? Um, so yeah, so go. you could go to a restaurant and you could ask uh, the restaurant for a recipe of something that you love. They might give it to you and they might not. But typically what I do is I hit the library and a lot of libraries will have varied deep cookbook sections. And I mean, so if you're in C the Seattle area, my favorite cookbook shop is the book. Lover. They only do food books. I'll say they do like memoirs and cookbooks and stuff, but it's only food related. Their shop is incredible. It's in Fremont, but you know, a cookbook is, 30 bucks. And so it's like some, some, that can be an investment, especially if you just want to dabble. So hit the library section, uh, hit the cookbook section of the library. You, everything's free. <laughs> like, hello, the library is so amazing. Everything's free. And then, you know, get four or five cookbooks that look kind of interesting. Take them home if, you know, and just kind of peruse and see what sparks your interest. That is, for me, such a, like, low investment to ex getting out of a rut and ex kind of expanding into new cultures and ideas. Let's talk about my three favorite cookbooks. Oh, I shouldn't even say favorite. Let's just say three cookbooks I think you should have on your shelf. Because if I go into favorites, then we're going to get all kinds of muddy. Okay, so three cookbooks I think you need on your shelf. The first one is... Um, East by Mira Soda. So this cookbook is vegan and vegetarian recipes. Um, and it really spans like Bangalore to Beijing. So it's so varied and pretty approachable. And again, coming from someone who um, doesn't feel really confident making Indian recipes or, you know, sometimes different types of Asian recipes. I felt like this was really approachable and I've made a handful of things out of here. I've probably made like five or six dishes out of here and they're delicious and they're pretty simple. Um, and I felt like I had enough of the ingredients to make it successful. Like I didn't, I wasn't like reaching into the deep corners of the web to find like something really overly unique. So East by Mirasota, and I'll put the links to this in the episode notes. Um, the next one is, and this is a little polarizing, so bear with me, French Women Don't Get Fat Cookbook by Muriel Giuliano. Um, so this cookbook is great because she, it's also really simple. So 
things that I've really learned how to make out of her cookbook. I feel like she kind of taught me how to make soup. And then also she taught me the cooking method for cooking uh, fish in parchment paper. And so those are two techniques that now are in my toolbox that I feel like, yeah, I can do this and I feel really confident with it. So I can riff from it and I can just open my fridge and like kind of make a masterpiece. So the thing I'll say about this cookbook is that um, it doesn't have any pictures, but the but I'll also say the ingredient lists tend to be pretty short. And it also tends to be like kind of quick cooking stuff. So it's the kind of thing that you could do like on a week. Like most of the stuff are the kind of thing that you could do on a weeknight. Um, she also has a butternut squash soup recipe in there that I send almost all my clients to. It's vegan. It's all fruits and vegetables. It is so incredible. It's so easy. It's one of those things that you just need in your toolbox. It's just like gold. And then the last cookbook is Nothing Fancy by Allison Roman. So again, Nothing Fancy is such a melding of different things. It's like why American food is good now because it's like not anything, but it's everything, if that makes sense. Escarol. She got Escarol on my radar. And it's so good and it's so easy and it has lemon and parm and just kind of like this warm, delicious salad that I'll eat as dinner and then a lunch the next day. Um, which, by the way, my we were having it one night and my two and a half year old, we had just gone through a phase of like making homemade breadcrumbs and um, croutons. And so my daughter was like requesting that on everything, um, rightfully so. And she, we went to go serve this like warm salad from Allison Roman with that's escarole and parm and beans and all this stuff. <laughs> my daughter's like, mama, where are the breadcrumbs? And my husband and I were like, oh, you just leveled us up. Breadcrumbs on this is pretty delicious. So uh, props to my daughter on that. And if anybody uh, knows this recipe, um, try breadcrumbs on it. It's so good. So those are some of my quick tips. I'll add, uh, I'll add the notes to this in the episode notes and the links to the cookbooks. But man, I mean, I think like moral of the story is expanding your culinary toolbox, kind of like one recipe at a time, um, thinking about the seasons for the recipe and like, you know, not like enchiladas might not sound great in the summer, but they're perfect in the winter and like don't eat caprese in December. The tomatoes are garbage, right? I mean, it just is. So expanding a tool, your toolbox to include all seasons. Uh, and it, it takes time and it takes like some trial and error. So give yourself some grace on that and hitting the library to scour their cookbooks is such a pro tip. So, um, and then like I'll bring my daughter, we kind of have a little ritual. We go to the kids section, we pick out 20 books for her. We take it over to um, the adult section and she sits down with all of her library books. And then I, you know, have a few minutes while she's occupied to kind of go through the cookbook section and see what pops out at me or what looks interesting, um, and kind of give me some inspiration 
and again, you know, then we get to leave and we get to take all these books home and, um, and it costs us nothing, which is like just such a gift. So gotta love the library system. All right. Enjoy. We'll end today's episode with a brief meditation. So if you're somewhere where you can drop your eyes closed, go ahead and do that. And if not, go ahead and blink just maybe one, two, three times. And just feel for your eyes to find a soft gaze. Either way, roll your shoulders up, back and down. Take an inhale through the nose and then a sigh through the mouth. (sighs) Do that two more times. And as you exhale through the mouth, try to feel a general releasing of your muscles, starting at the top of the head And as you exhale, just feel a general dropping down and in and relaxing. And then just allow the teeth to part and the tongue to rest in the mouth. Tuck the chin slightly and elongate the neck. Find a little bit of space between the shoulder blades and a little lift to the heart. And we're just gonna take three conscious breaths, trying to fill up our lungs and our belly completely. So inhale long and deep. Inhaling even into the belly, hold the breath for just a moment and then exhale. We'll do that twice more. Inhale, hold at the top of the breath, and then exhale. And last time, inhale, hold, and then exhale. Gently. Lift the eyes or find a blink just to kind of arrive back in the body. And find a gentle lift to the corners of your mouth, just a little smile. Smile to acknowledge that you just gave yourself a little gift to the day and to this moment of just a few conscious breaths for yourself. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope our conversation allows you to take back a bit of your time so you can have more space, more breathing room, more energy. Have a great day.